as we venture into the murky waters of everything you've been told never to bring up at holiday dinner. You'll meet a guy, someone you can trust, a battle-tested, common-sense leader who knows that an extra pair of dry socks just might save your life. That wise old sage has arrived, and he is shouting the Schmidt Show battle cry. Schmidt heads unite! Good morning, good afternoon, or whatever your time-appropriate greeting may be for wherever you are around the country, around the world. This is the Schmidt Show. I am your host. Thanks for joining me this morning. It is, uh, we got a lot going on. It has been a crazy week. It's been a crazy morning already. We apologize for a little bit being a little bit late. Um, Noah and I just returned from Arizona. We literally flew back in last night. So, oh, I got to. Those turn. are those are the that's the time appropriate greetings I'd like to be in. I yeah, no, I tell you what. So, for, so for those that that don't know, I shoot competition trap. Um, <clears throat> I am not a uh, I am not a a professional by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but I love to shoot competition trap and noah and my son and i went down my son's actually much 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 better at it than i am um and we went down to uh, arizona this week for the spring grand in tucson and noah and i literally just flew in last night and so the uh, the show is not quite as prepped as it is normally but what we're going to do today what what noah and i are planning on doing what the hig and i are planning on doing uh today uh, is we're going to give you a few uh, few hot takes on the stories of the week that happened while we were gone. We had to drive. So I'm from North Dakota. For those that again, that those that don't know, I live in North Dakota. When we left for Arizona, it was nine below zero. We they said come to Arizona, shoot in Arizona. Yeah. It'll be nice. It'll be wonderful. You should enjoy California or Arizona. It's going to be nice. It's going to be warm, seventy degrees. Right? It's Arizona. It never gets cold in Arizona. The first time I ever shot trap. In the snow was in freaking Arizona. <laughs> I flew 1,800 miles across the country so I could shoot in the snow. I could have done that here in North Dakota, but instead we did it in Arizona. But anyway, the good news is... It was more is, fun in Arizona. It was more fun. We had a great time. We met Gretchen. Um, That's the story right that there. That is the story. We'll get to that today. We met Gretchen. You're definitely going to want to hear the story about Gretchen because it was hilariously funny. Um, we also met David, which was not such a good thing, but um, it was fun. Anyway, it was it was a story worth uh, telling. Um, we did meet Verna, so Verna was okay. She was much better than David. Um, but nobody we, – we tried all weekend to find somebody better than Gretchen. We never, we never accomplished it. We never got there. So, um, so we're going to give you the uh, the quote unquote hot takes on a few of the news stories of the day. The first one that I want to talk about, Noah, I want to get your thoughts on this because you and I are we're streaming guys. We are not like regular TV over the air. Watch it when they say the schedule says you're supposed to watch it. We're not even really DVR guys. I don't have cable. I don't have a satellite. Dish like if if I mean if if Dish Network wanted to sponsor the show and give me a million dollars a an episode to to do the Schmidt show I mean I'd I'd take that and I'd probably get Dish Network but I mean so if anybody from Dish Network is listening and you want to sign a million dollar show contract give me a holler I'm I'm ready I'll I'll take it but um, I am not currently a subscriber to any cable television service. I do Netflix, Amazon Prime, you know, Hulu, those sorts of things, right? So my my son or my daughter, whatever, one of them signed up for an account, like a student account for um for uh for Hulu. So we get that. And along with Hulu we get like Showtime Go or whatever it is for free as well. Plus we do Netflix, plus we do Amazon Prime. And I don't know, for 30 bucks or whatever a month for all three services. And then whatever else I don't want to watch, you know, or don't want to, you know, I'll, I'll rent a movie from Redbox or, or something like that, or I'll just rent a movie online. Um, and, and that's just how we do it. Like, I don't bother with, oh, I do have an over-the-air antenna. In case I want to watch like See, some, some local news or something like that. I don't like even that. have that. If I want local news, I go on Facebook. Yeah, and I sent. I like to say I, I I set up the 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 antenna uh, for local TV, and I've maybe it's probably been a year and a half since I set it up, um, and I've maybe watched I don't know an hour 
of television on local TV. My wife once in a while will will turn it on and she likes to watch the old timey game shows. Mm-hmm. And so she'll watch once in a while. She'll watch the uh, she'll watch the the game show channel from whatever nineteen sixty two or whatever when it was all black and white. You know whatever it was. Um, but I bring all of this up. I mention all of this because at the Oscars, um, Netflix denied some great movies, some great content put out on Netflix, and not just Netflix, but also. Um, also, some of the the great content put out on some of these other services, like I love Amazon Prime because I am a huge fan of Jeremy Clarkson, James May, and Richard Hammond from the old Top Gear TV show. And about three years ago, there was the big debacle, the incident, and and it became now the Grand Tour is the show they're on. And the only place you can get that is through Amazon Prime. And so for me, even if I didn't get the free two-day shipping and didn't get all of the other benefits like Amazon Music and Amazon Audible Books and all of the other things that you get with Amazon Prime, um, I would have I would have paid whatever it is. What is it? What is the Amazon Prime subscription now? It's, Nine, it's, it's, no, it's over that. It's over hundred. But here's here's the thing: I, you're the only human being I've ever met that's gone that way. Everybody else I know is like, yeah, I signed up for the free shipping, stayed for the. Uh, Stayed for the content. Oh, I totally would have stayed. I, the only reason I signed up for Amazon Prime was because I wanted to see the Grand Tour. Like, it's 13 episodes a season or whatever it is, and and those 13 episodes are totally worth 10 bucks an episode to me. Because it's like, what? I think it's like 129 or 99.99, whatever it is. Uh, but anyway, so Netflix has been uh, denied an opportunity to have any of its content honored by the Oscars. Now, Quite honestly, I could care less about awards shows, but the the thought on this, my kind of my my hot take off the top of my head, not really digging deeply into this issue, is you and I have talked about this considerably about the rise of podcasting and how important the the on demand content is going to become. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, and you and I just talked about this this weekend, right? We were we were walking down the hotel hallway, and you were telling the story about your your kids wanting to watch cartoons when you were out. Oh yeah, uh, camping or whatever it was. No, that you we, were went, doing. we were at a hotel. Was it a, a yeah, hotel? They, yeah, they had the, all they had was traditional TV, and I didn't have a streaming device with me at that point, as I was loaning it to a buddy of mine so I could sell them on a shield, and uh, <laughs> and uh, but no, they uh, they think that TV is ridiculous. TV, the way they look at it from a child's mind. If you ever want an honest take on something, you, you involve a child, right? Because right. they don't know how to be polite, right? And they just they look at it and they say, well, here's a device that you can't choose what you want to watch. You can't choose when you want to watch it. You can't choose when it starts. You can't go back and rewatch it, and you're going to pay more money for that. Yeah, you can't rewind would, it. You can't why skip would we commercials. None of that, right? Exactly. So, so like that that whole concept is is going to, and especially as kids who, like in your family and like in my family, have grown up with the the. And my kids are a little bit older than yours. My daughter's 23. My son's 17. So they still remember. You know, the only way you could rewatch something is if you made sure to DVR it on your on your satellite dish thing or whatever. But they, my son hasn't watched probably bro- hasn't watched broadcast TV. I'll bet you, I'll bet you it's been five years or more since we've watched since he's watched broadcast TV. He just doesn't like even so even the shows that I would want to watch. Maybe I want to watch uh, the Deadliest Catch on Discovery Channel, or I want to watch uh, you know whatever other program. I don't, see, see, that's the thing. I don't even know what programs are out there. I don't even know what shows are hot right now. Like th- the only shows that anybody that I'm talking to that is watching, they're like, "Hey, did you see the latest episode of such and such on Netflix?" I don't. I don't know anybody in the last probably three years in my circle of family or friends that have said, "Hey, did you catch the last episode of whatever that's on NBC?" Right. Did you catch the like the last time I remember and even the people that do like CBS All Access Star Trek Discovery is a huge thing right but right. they but they don't they don't watch it on actual CBS they watch it on the CBS All Access app see and that's what I was just gonna say like I don't remember the last, the last time I actually remember talking to anybody about a show that aired on broadcast television was probably Friends like it's been that long mm-hmm. since I've paid attention to any of this because usually what I'll do is I'll wait till it comes out on Netflix or Prime or Hulu. And oh, that's one of the shows that I've watched recently. The Good Doctor. Don't know, have any idea what what station it's on, what channel it's on, what what uh, you know broadcast network it's on, whatever. All I know is that it's on Hulu, and I can watch The Good Doctor on Hulu. 
Like, that's where I go to watch it. And I wait till it appears, the, the latest episode. Now, I do like one of the things, surprisingly, right? So I love to binge watch. I've been recently been binge watching Breaking Bad. And, and I love doing the whole binge watch thing because you catch things, you pick, pick out things in the show that you may not remember if you watch it one week at a time, right? Like last week it was on, then I wait another week till it's on. You, you catch little bits and pieces of the show that you didn't catch before. Um, but one of the shows that I actually do kind of enjoy watching that way. So Amazon Prime releases a new episode of, of, um, Excuse me, I sneezed. <laughs> That's twice. <laughs> um, so I um, so I watched one of the things that I like about Amazon Prime, or at least with the Grand Tour, is they release a new episode. They have thirteen episodes per season. They're all recorded. They're all completed, but they release a new one each week, every Friday. They release an episode until thirteen weeks are up, and I like that because that show. They release 13 episodes per year because it's they fly literally all over the world and they deliver cars and things all over the world to do the stuff that they do and record the shows that they do. So I like that I only get to watch one episode a week. Otherwise, I'll binge all 13 episodes in a weekend and then have to wait another year for new content. You know, and, and I just I like to I like that that sometimes. But I also like the fact that I've been able to binge watch. Breaking Bad. I'm what three and a half seasons in in two weeks, something like that. Yeah, so. but you you know you pointed out you catch more stuff that way. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so I guess what's your I mean what's your take on this? Should 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 the Oscars should these award shows should they start looking to some of these platforms? Because let's face it, Netflix has been putting out even if you don't like it, right? Like the Bird Box one. Like a lot of people making fun of the Bird Box and Sandra Bullock and all that kind of stuff. I watched the show. I thought it was great up until the very end. The ending was so stupid, and I won't give it away. But like the the movie was well acted. Sandra Bullock, as always, a professional, and and I thought the writing was good. I thought the concept of the the movie was good. It's kind of a a new take on the zombie apocalypse kind of thought process. But like, there Netflix is putting out some great content, especially in the series side of it, right? Um, how everybody loves House of Cards. That it's a Netflix original. Um, there's so much out there that's actually really good content. So should they be kind of included in the the Oscars stuff? It seems to me it's kind of an elitist mindset by the Oscars and the the people that are 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 choosing those um, award winners to ignore Netflix, Hulu, Prime, and and some of the others. What I mean. Should should Netflix and 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 Hulu just get together and do something else, do their own thing? At the, at the end of the day, the it's the Oscars are private, right? Yep. So they can they, do whatever they want, right? They can do whatever they want. So I'm not here to tell them otherwise. What works for them works for them. Here's what you have to understand. What you have to understand is where the future of media is going is independent content creation. Yeah. I believe it's going even smaller than Netflix. I don't think Netflix is going to be the end all be all. No, I don't think I so think either. I think that Netflix is making some decisions that they are trying to make in order to enforce what they believe to be a higher level of content. I think in reality, what it's doing is it's going to limit them. And I'll give you an example. So they are. They are making the requirement that all content providers must create content in 4K. Really? And yet every content or every content consumer that I meet is typically watching, if not on a phone, which you did a vast majority of this weekend, on a small 13-inch laptop or on a, computer, or on a TV screen with 1080p. So I'm not sure that that necessarily gets right. the ball to where they think they need to get the ball. But right. I, so I think that in terms of YouTube, uh, independent content creation, I think, is growing faster than places like Netflix. That said, if Netflix wanted to create their own awards system or if they wanted to team up with Hulu and streaming services, I'll bet you that has equal, if not more, watchers than the Oscars. Yeah. Right? So here, here's the other side of that. And, especially, and- especially when you get all these actors and all these people that are going in big-name movies, but they're performing on Netflix. Right. So here's the here's the other interesting kind of little tidbit of information with all of this, right? So I never thought of this. You talk about the 1080p and the 4K and all that kind of stuff. A lot of the other content that I watch is is stuff that I watch on YouTube, right? And it's not 30-minute sitcoms. It's not full one-hour dramas. It's it's 10 minutes. It's 8 minutes. It's 5 minutes. It's just a few um, – a, a fraction of the length of of – of the typical 
television show that fits into the 30-minute, one-hour type time frame with some commercials. Because, like, what? Breaking Bad, each episode's 43, 47 minutes, whatever it is, in order to fit in enough room for commercials and stuff during the during the breaks. I go to, I go to YouTube, and I watch, um, you know, a 6, 8, 10-minute video about whatever. One of my favorite YouTubers that I've run across recently is uh, a YouTube website called, or a YouTube site, Wow, YouTube channel called VinWiki, and a guy named Ed Bolian puts VinWiki together, and he's kind of the 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 dude in charge of it all. But essentially, what it is is he invites car guys to to come to his little studio, or it's not even really a studio. I guess you call it a salon. It's a little you know, it's a little room, kind of like what we're in here, and. There's just kind of stuff all over the walls, and there's there's you know an old bumper or a wheel or something from an old car or a hubcap or something hanging on the wall, and they sit in this old wooden chair and they tell their car story. You know, they tell their story about, hey, this one time that I there's one guy I can't even remember his name, Putch. Um, his last name is Putch, but he did uh, he took a a, a engineering school or an engineering college or whatever and invited some college students to try to build an old Formula One car or repurpose an old Formula One car to go racing. And he just tells the story. And it's an interesting story. He's a good storyteller. Ed Bolian tells the story of how he broke the record for the Cannonball Run. and, And most of these are about 8 to 10 to 12 minutes long. And there's no real high production value. There's not cuts and you know chase scenes and fight scenes and any of that kind of stuff it's just guys telling stories and yet you're drawn in to hear their story to hear what they've got to talk about and the production value of the actual videos is really good the sound quality is great the the video is actually pretty you know good and and looks nice and all of that but it's not um it's not all of the the stuff that comes along with modern sitcoms and things like that. It's never going to win an award for, you know, greatest actor because there's no actors, but it's good stuff. And, and, and none of that is done in 4k, right? One of the funniest YouTubers you'll watch is a guy named Brandon Ferris. He's kind of rose to prominence in the last couple of months or last year or whatever. And it's literally, he doesn't even use um, any kind of professional equipment at all. He literally sticks his phone up on the dash of his car and records a video of him talking about whatever he was talking about. Or he turns on his webcam and and does Bob Ross paintings and laughs and jokes about how silly it is that he's painting a Bob Ross painting. No production value really at all, other than the content that he's putting out is fun to watch. Um, Some of the others are much better. MKBHD, of course, uses red cameras and you know hundreds of thousands of dollars of quality equipment to to produce each episode and and all of that um but yeah it just it seems to me that the um like you say with the small content creators you know i think of the odd ones out it's an animation channel on youtube it's just him now he's hired some other people and and has collaborated with other animators and stuff but the channel started with just him doing the drawings and doing the editing and doing everything and putting out the content. It wasn't a film crew. It wasn't an animation crew. As you were telling me over the weekend, Noah, the, the, um, the story of, of the, like every character in a, in a Hollywood sitcom has their own set designer. Every character has their own costume designer, not just, not just for the whole movie. Like you design the sets and you design the costumes, but every single character has a whole crew of people that do all of that. And then we wonder why movies cost, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to make. So, And that's what separates a Hollywood movie from the, you right. know, the Joe Blow that tries right. to do yeah, it. Yeah, yep, exactly. But I, I think some of that I'm not sure is necessary, right? If the content is good, like what's, what was the, what was the, there's a Blair Witch. Yeah, the Blair Witch Project was one of those movies, super low budget and, and designed intentionally to look like, you know, amateur video. Um, but one of the biggest blockbusters of that era, I don't know, when was that? Early 2000s, whenever that came out. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I just think um, the way content is going, I don't think it's going to be, like you say, I think Hollywood is in trouble as far as 
content goes. And not only as far as content goes, but here's the other side of it, the political side of, of content creation in California, right? It's just too expensive. There are states, Atlanta, Georgia is, is doing a, making a huge push to attract um, filming crews and, and movie studios and things to, to bring business to their community. Hey, film in Atlanta. You can do it for half the price with half the regulations and no taxes and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And I believe um, uh, there's a – is it Toronto? One of the places in Canada is is making a big push to attract the Hollywood folks and the, the, the movie studios to come and create content in their city. And they're, they're straight up going after California and saying, look, to do this in California is going to cost you a gazillion dollars. Do it here in Georgia. Do it here in Atlanta. Do it here in wherever – and you won't have to pay nearly the regulatory fees. You won't have to face all of the 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 silly um, liberal policy, tax policy, in order to um, make your film. So, um, another headline that I want to ask you about, Hig, is uh, this is this I think this is on Drudge over the weekend. Uh, Americans' perceptions of U.S. world image best since 2003. Now, that seems a bit misleading to me off the bat. Like the, the, the way that that headline is worded, right? It says, Americans' perception of U.S. world image best since 2003. Like, what does it matter what the Americans' perception of our world image is? Right? Like, I mean, if if... If the image of the world or if the the world's view of us is what it is, what does it matter what we think that they think of us? Right? That's the question that I don't understand. What what it, I mean if Europeans think we look funny, what does it matter? If yeah, I we if we less. think they think we look funny. Yeah. The the I think what the headline is trying to get to or is trying to suggest is that Americans are more proud of being Americans than they have been in the past. But I'm not sure that that's what it's. Okay. So here's the first, here's the first line. It says 58% of Americans believe the U S rates vary or somewhat favorably in the world's eyes through the, Though the current figure is up just slightly from 55% recorded last year, it represents the highest figure Gallup has found since 2003. So, we're <laughs> it's essentially saying Americans believe the rest of the world believe that we're good. Like <laughs> I don't understand that concept. That would be like, hey, Noah, what do you think your wife thinks of you? Right? Yeah, and I and I wouldn't even I honestly probably wouldn't uh even consider that question, right? Right, because really like care. if I asked your wife and said, "Hey, Noah, or hey, Noah's wife, what do you think of Noah?" And she's, "Ah, he's a pretty good, dude. That's why I'm married to him." You know, your view. Well, what do you think of? What do you think your wife thinks of you? Your your thought process. Well, my wife thinks I'm awesome. Of course, my wife thinks I'm awesome. Everybody thinks I'm awesome because I'm awesome. So I think that I think that that number is more geared to, or is more connected to how we see ourselves, right? Because how we, how we see ourselves is just how we believe everybody sees us. I think that's just all there is to that one. It just doesn't – I'm like, I don't understand how that's even a, really a news story. Hey, Americans think everybody else thinks we're awesome. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, of course, Venezuela in total collapse. Um, there is the – I can't find the article here real quick. Um, but there was a story I saw um, over the weekend. I ha- it happened to pop up, I think, on my news feed on my phone or one of the news feeds on my phone. Um, Venezuelan authorities are burning food and medical aid. That doesn't surprise as, me. As it's coming in. That doesn't surprise me. Because, I know. Because here's the thing. With, uh, with abundance comes peace. And with peace comes satisfaction, and then they don't need the government. So what they have to, they, you have to create civil unrest if you want government control, right? Right. So, yeah. So it says, um, 
this Guaido or Guaido guy that that claims he's the new president. Um, he is saying that the military should disown the leader who burns the food in front of the hungry. Well, of course, right? I mean, how is this even an issue? The funny thing to me is that Bernie Sanders tweeted over the weekend to the Venezuelan government or whatever. He was trying to influence them and saying, you need to 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 be nicer to your people. You need to treat your Venezuelan people better. Really, Bernie? Really? Well, like you're that, looking for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. like the, the 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 abhorrent hypocrisy in Bernie Sanders. Like Bernie, that's what you're calling for in America. That's the craziness that you're wanting to take place in order to do whatever it is. I don't even I can't even quite comprehend exactly what Bernie wants for the United States. But he wants what's happening in Venezuela Venezuela to happen here. And then he has the, the audacity and the hypocrisy to tell people in Venezuela they should treat their people better. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, this is this is the stupid, rampant hypocrisy of the left. Um, can you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. We have a comment on our chat room that okay. says, streams up, phone number's not. He's trying to call in. Oh. Can you try calling in to the to the one eight six six seven 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 six six seventeen seventy six? Yeah, I'm so, not, I think that guy's doing that thing wrong because uh, I'm pretty sure our phone number is up. But you know what? Here's what we'll do. Here, do you call live on the here's, air? Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna be the first caller. Then that guy can be the second caller. Okay. Okay. So here, here we go. Are you ready? Okay. Are you ready? All right. You go one, for it. One eight, eight six six, six, six seven six six seventeen seventy six. Here we go. All right, you call. Here, here it comes. And I'll try and answer the phone. Right. I'll probably screw that part up. You might, because you already got your finger in the wrong place. Yeah. To do that. Thank you for calling the Schmidt Show. You may listen to the show while waiting. Oh, thank you. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the air. Oh, with that's the good. Host. Oh, All I right. like that. So, so, right. so I can I can click on talk. Well, hello, Brad. Well, hi, Hig. Hi, I'm caller number one. You're caller number one. Win anything? You didn't. I, well, here I'll give you this this Ask Noah Show cue. Oh wait, that's already yours. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, tell all your callers to call one eight six six seven six six seventeen seventy six because the phone lines are open and we await your call. <laughs> so the phone apparently we've got it back up. So Chaz, if you're uh, if you're trying to call yeah, in, it goes ever down. Um, it, well, I think it may have been before I actually got it up and running. Uh, so it, I just wanted to verify, but we do have the phones. We are working eight six six seven six six seventeen seventy six. If you if you do want to call into the show, Chaz, we're here. So anyway, um, yeah. So I just the the as you look at what's going on um, in Venezuela, and then to hear Bernie Sanders and the Ocasio Cortez. Did you dump our studio line? Did I? I must have. I did dump our studio line. He'll, he'll, but, get the, he'll get that. I'll get that back up. You keep going with the Ocasio-Cortez. Okay, can I call this guy? Or can I bring him on? You can't because you dumped the studio line. I'll get that fixed. You, okay, you, you, deal, with the, you deal with the thing. Okay, so Ocasio-Cortez um, and and Bernie Sanders and all these idiots. I dumped the wrong call because I'm an idiot too. So um, you got to make an outbound call and I screwed up. So stick with us, Chad. Chaz, I'm, I'm a moron and I ruined the show and... Anyway, the the whole thing in Venezuela is just the rampant hypocrisy is is there's such a level of of frustration that that I I can't even begin to I think we got him. Are you there with us, caller? Oh, I got to actually turn you on. There you are. Are you there with us? Hey, Brad. Hey, no. How's it going? It's going great. Is this Chaz? Pretty good. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Good to have you. I I don't know what's going on with my phone, but I'm calling through Skype. Oh, nice. Glad I got that. Nice. Maybe I just need to get a Ting SIM card or something. (laughs) Funny story. (laughs) Funny story. Funny story. We're in the car on our way to Arizona, and I may or may not have have done a a Ting ad read on the way down there because that that question came up. That's fantastic. So what's on your mind today, Chaz? 
Well, I've been meaning to call in for a few weeks, but uh, I seem to always have something to do at uh, 11 o'clock on Monday and never anything to do with 7 o'clock on Tuesday. <laughs> but, uh, and I hope I don't derail anything here. No, not at um, all. So I actually, I actually wrote a letter to my uh, elected representative the, a couple weeks ago, Congressman Joe Morelli, because, surprise, I was unhappy with him. <laughs> um, and I, I haven't gotten a response back, but if it's anything like previous letters to elected officials I've written, I'm not confident that I'll get a response that makes me happy. Uh, Kirsten Gillenbrand and Andrew Cuomo have both ignored me. Uh, old Chucky Schumer has sent me form letters about how he supports the Second Amendment, and here's all the hunting-based things that he supported that proves it. And Louise Slaughter once sent me a letter that said, thank you for your concerns. Now here's why you're wrong. So my question is, you know, obviously, I, I get that that's going to happen. Being right. a listener to the Schmidt Show living in New York. <laughs> but, I mean, when that happens, is really your only recourse to move? Because I'll be honest, I've looked into becoming Chaz from North Carolina instead of Chaz from New York. Right. <laughs> but I honestly don't think I should have to pick up and leave all my friends and family just because my elected representatives don't believe in freedom. Yeah, and, and that's a that's a difficult that's a difficult place to be in and 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 for a lot of reasons not uh, not the least of which is just the cost of having to pick up your life and move to a, a new part of the country or if you have family right and but here's here's the interesting thing about it this is this is originally how the country was designed i mean that was the idea that the founding fathers had in mind when they tried to give as much power to the states as possible and limit the power of the federal government because they they looked at it as like look we some of us came from ireland and england and and germany and france and all these other places in europe and so so if if we have an opportunity to go somewhere else because we don't like what's happening where we are, then we want to make that as easy as possible in within the United States. We want to give people the opportunity to go, hey, if you don't like it in New York, you can go to North Carolina or California or wherever it is that you want to go. Um, and so it, that was the original intent of the Founding Fathers. The other possibility they gave was if you don't like the way things are going in your current position – or in your current location, then vote the people out. And that requires you to get involved and get your neighbors involved and, and do the whole, um, you know, knocking on doors and, and banging the drum of trying to convince your neighbors that what's going on is a bad deal. The problem with that is that there is so much prosperity in the United States. It is difficult to get people to change their their view. Like, hey, as long as I get my as long as I have my groceries and I'm paying my cell phone bill and I'm paying my internet bill at the end of the month and I've got a few bucks to, you know, go out to eat or see a movie or or, you know, whatever it is that I enjoy doing, well then why would I bother trying to to get involved and waste all my time and 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 you know, stir up trouble in my neighborhood in order to get my neighbors to vote whoever it is that I am unhappy with out. So um, it, it, this is, this is why I believe either a convention of the States, a fifth amendment convention of the States or, or some sort of massive movement by conservatives in the United States to take as much away as take as much power away from the federal government as possible is so important. Um, It's the problem is it's, it's, extremely difficult unless of course you've got a lot of money and usually the people who have a lot of money are too busy making that money to care about getting involved in doing all of the things so my advice would be hey if you're not happy with the way things are in new york i would go instead of trying to get the people to come along your direction i would go find people who want to be um, who are already moving in your direction and go join them. That's going to be easier than to get them to come join you. Does that make sense? Yeah, I figured. I mean, there's uh, there's certainly things that uh, along the lines of trying to get people to go along. One of the big ones is uh, really the problem with New York is that if you look at New York, it's very it's a very red state until you factor in New York City. Right. Same thing okay. happens in Minnesota. We're right across the river from Minnesota, and and Minnesota is a very very red state, except for Minneapolis. Right. So I mean, there's there's actually a referendum uh, potentially 
about looking into the possibility of separating New York City from New York State, but it gets talked out a whole lot and never seems to go anywhere. And well, right, because like because New better, York but... City relies on the rest of New York to pay its bills. Pretty much. Yeah, because and that's and the same. Then they come up with better ideas. They come up with ideas about how, oh, we're going to pay for illegal immigrants' college tuition, and we're <laughs> going to fix the subway that nobody from upstate gets to take advantage of, and we're yeah. going to give everybody health care and there's a AOC and bleh. there's a similar there's a similar movement in California right now. I can't remember. Um, there's it's it was named after one of the counties. There's like. There's like 15 counties or or something like that um, that in California that are trying to secede from the rest of California and separate into, and I think they're I want to say it's Jefferson County or or, or Madison County or some Johnson County or something like that that they're trying to kind of secede from the rest of of California and say look we are very rural very farmer kind of oriented. California, we're red state, red blooded Americans, and we don't like what's happening in LA and San Francisco and and San Diego, and we don't want to be a part of any of that. And we're trying to, they're trying to kind of do the same thing. The problem with that is creating a new state is going to be so radically difficult for the federal government, they will do everything they can to squash that. I've made some suggestions in the past. What I think would be really neat is if you want to split California into two states, you know, a, a conservative state versus the classical liberal BS that happens in California, just combine North and South Dakota. We're here in North Dakota and South Dakota. We're all very rural. We're all very conservative. You know, South Dakota is, is just as conservative and, 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 and federal government averse as North Dakota is. Um, and you could then just combine the two and and then split California off. We still got fifty states. We still got fifty senators. We don't have to you know change the flag or any of that silly stuff. You could do the same thing with North Carolina and South Carolina. Combine the two into one state, then split North New York into one you know into two different states. And again, still at fifty states, no problem. All of that kind of stuff. But of course. That requires, again, a massive, massive movement and getting everybody to vote. And the people in in Los Angeles and San Diego and San Francisco are never going to allow the the prosperity of rural California that pays all of their bills to to go away. And and unfortunately, the same is happening is going to happen in in New York as well. So let me ask you this, Chess. Do you have do you have like do you have anything that's actually tying you to the state of New York other than this is your home? Well, I mean, uh, obviously all my family's here, so that right. makes it uh, tricky in the sense of, you know, I would have to get, uh, whatchamacallit, other people to watch my dog if I have to go out of town or things oh, right. like that. Although I wouldn't have to be tech support for my family anymore, which would be <laughs> nice. If only there was some sort of radio program I could direct them to for that. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, uh, I do... Right now, there is uh, the job interview phase in uh, Raleigh and Charlotte and things like that is more academic than anything else. I'm mm-hmm. keeping my eyes open to see if there's anything that would uh, that would uh, come about that I could take advantage of. And then the other thing that keeps me here is uh, I actually got involved with a uh, a hockey team. Oh, okay. That uh, is set up exclusively for veterans. Oh, cool. Um, we actually just went down to. Uh, Washington to play a tournament at the Capitals practice facility, which was awesome. And that, uh, that sort of erased some feelings I was having that, well, I don't really have a lot of friends in New York that I care about. So maybe, um, uh, that maybe it is time to relocate. And then of course I met all these guys, started playing with them. We had a great time at the tournament and, you know, now it's kind of like, uh, Crap! Now I do have friends here. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't want to leave. And it was actually, it's interesting that you bring that up because Noah and I were actually having this conversation on the way home from from uh, from Arizona. We were kind of joking about how great it would be to live in Arizona and not have to deal with all of the the ten below, seventeen below weather here in North Dakota and and all of that kind of stuff. And I said, you know, the the thing is, interestingly, you know, two or three years ago, I might not have had really much thought in in leaving for even a moment, and now. Over the last couple of years, I've really developed some friendships in the last year, and Noah and I have become good friends. And 
I've got some other friends here in 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 North Dakota that I've really gotten close to. In fact, over the weekend while we were gone, my wife had a minor accident and injured her foot, and a good friend of mine, you know, drove because I'm in across the country. He drove over to our house and picked her up and took her to the clinic and and stayed with her while she was you know getting checked out. And it turns out, of course, she was fine and everything was okay. But um, you know that kind of thing is is not really something you can put a a number on or or a value to when it comes to hey we've got some really good friends close by that I know in in the event of some sort of an emergency they can they can you know be there and take care of us and and help us out and and be there for us so yeah I totally understand that I guess like I say my 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 thought would be uh you got you got a couple options one you get to a point economically and and fiscally where Taxes and all of that stuff just don't matter, right? If because at a certain point when you start making enough money, it's frustrating to have you know thirty or forty percent of your income taken away from you. Um, but when thirty percent of that income is you know a quarter million dollars, it's not that big of a deal um, than it is when it's you know sixty or seventy thousand. So either economically get to a point where they can take as much as they want and you're still going to be okay, or you know look around and, and start packing up. I, I know, especially in the field that you're in, um, there's always going to be, there's going to be a, there's always going to be a place for people like you in, especially in today's changing technology world. I hope so. In the meantime, I'll just keep buying lotto tickets. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, Chaz, I appreciate the uh, appreciate the call, and thanks for for being a part of the uh, the Schmidt show. And and I know Noah is also very thankful that you are our regular uh, part of the uh, the Ask Noah show as well. He's he's just a community member. We like Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chaz, what what do you do for a living? Is you, do you have a specialty that you work on? I'm a test technician for uh, the Delphi Corporation, which tests fuel injectors. For yep. uh, we used to be a big partner of GM before GM kind of uh, fell apart, pulled the uh, football away from us. Yeah, um, uh, but uh, we still do work for GM and uh, a lot of other auto companies. And uh, you know, kind of another reason that kind of ties me to New York. I a lot of the uh, football, a lot of the hockey uh, teammates that I have, they work for Harris Corporation. Okay. which makes radios for the U.S. military, and obviously that means I used to work with a lot of their products. Right. So they've actually been shopping my resume around uh, Harris, uh, yeah. which has a very large presence in Rochester and is getting larger because we uh, the um, uh, L3 Technologies was just purchased by Harris. So there's a big merger happening there. I have a Harris radio that uh, I use for uh, or that I played with for, uh, for him, and they don't just do mi- military. They do a lot of business stuff too, right? Yep. Yes, and uh, they're actually working on uh, parts for the Hubble telescope, too, if I'm not mistaken. Sweet. That's very, very cool stuff. You guys make awesome, awesome high-end stuff. Nice. Well, Chaz, I've, I've, uh, I tell you what, I've got you on, uh, you're on Telegram, right? Yes. So I will reach out to you on Telegram. I know a couple of guys in Michigan that work with some various uh, organizations and companies that work with uh, GM and some of that kind of stuff, too, and... and uh, Michigan has got a great hockey community. I'm not sure as far as the uh, the political climate, though, that it's much better than New York, unfortunately. <laughs> so I'm actually, I you know, I've got, if I had a couple options, if I could go anywhere, it would be back to Colorado. And I know that sounds weird because Colorado has, has all the legalized pot and stuff, but Colorado Springs is actually a pretty conservative community um, and a lot of great opportunities. Intel is there. They've got a huge plant there. Um, I believe AMD has some stuff there. Um, Hewlett Packard has some stuff there. Um, there's several. I believe Sun Microsystems has some stuff there. MCI Tele or MCI WorldCom is there. So um, that's be one place I'd go. Another place I'd I'd like to maybe look into is Atlanta, just because it's an awesome city. So, but anyway, yeah. Thanks for thanks for calling in and spending so much time with us this morning. Yeah, thank you, Hig, and thank you, Brad, not Steve. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love 1-8-6-6-7-6-6-17-76 it, man. 1-866-766-1776 if you want to join the conversation. You too, you too can be a part of the Schmidt Show. Join us. 
that ask was, your question. That was a lot opinion. of fun. That was good to have Chaz on. I I assume he knows you and is a part of the uh, the ask, in, yeah, ask Noah show. He's community. called in from time to time. From time to time, yeah. So that was that was good. That was good to good to, good to chat with him. This is one of the things, and I think for me, and this is I want to just kind of get this out there to the listeners and 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 to the the Schmidt Show uh, community. I love having phone calls like that because I believe it makes me a better host. You know, when when I get to interact with the people who are are talking to me, and I know that's difficult with podcasting and stuff like that. A lot of people are listening to it after the fact, after we've recorded it and and posted it out there. But if you do have an opportunity, to listen to us live. We really do enjoy having uh, callers on the you're, Schmidt you're show. You're only getting and, part of the show if you're downloading it. Right, exactly. You're only getting a, p- a piece of it, and of course, we're on Facebook and all that other stuff, and and you know, Twitter and all that. I I actually I think I have an Instagram page as well, um, but I think I've only ever posted one picture on Instagram. I, I'm just not savvy enough um, to do Instagram. I it, you know, it's actually not that I'm not savvy enough. I can do it technically. I think the biggest problem is I'm not cool enough. Yeah, well, for Instagram, Instagram right? You gotta totally be you gotta be Kim Kardashian, Kanye West kind of cool. No, you just have to um, be a. Oh, never mind. <laughs> My pr- We're not going to go there. Yeah. So anyway, um, I think, Noah, we, uh, there, there's a couple other things that I kind of wanted to, to talk about um, and, and address or look into. Um, but it is, it's been a weird week this week already. Um, I know you've been up since like four o'clock in the morning already. Um, and I have another radio show that I need to go do and prepare for yet today as well. Hey, that's which, funny. I got done doing a radio show yeah. before I got here. <laughs> which, by the, uh, if you want to listen to the Schmidt Show more regularly, you can tune into thirteen ten KNOX AM one hundred seven point nine KNOX FM in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Um, obviously, a lot of you who are listening listen from all around the world, and as we just heard from Chaz out in New York, um, if you want to listen to me live on the radio. You can do that through our website, which is canoxradio.com. And there's a listen live link up in the, up in the, um, the, I think it's in the right hand corner of the website, but I'm guessing if you figured out how to do podcasting, you figure you can figure out how to do websites. And so just go to canoxradio.com and somewhere on that page, there will be a button that says listen live and you can listen. I'm on from 3 PM to 6 PM central time. Um, so that is, what is that? Two to five Eastern. Mm -hmm. Yep. Is that right? I don't know. Go to uh, eight, seven go, central. Go, go, go no, it's, it's four. You to know s- what? It's three to six central. Go convert the time. Because yeah, otherwise, we get it the six. wrong. We get it. No, I don't think so. I think it goes yeah, because later in on the east coast. Yeah, you're right. Four to six. Four to seven. But four to seven. What? Yeah, that's see, what I said. Just convert it. Three to six central just, time. Just convert you, it. You're smart. You're better. You'll off. figure it out. <laughs> if you rely on my calculations, you're going to never be in, hear you're, Schmidt. Yeah, you're going to be in you trouble. You get all sorts of weird you, things. Yeah, you won't. You yeah, you won't hear Schmidt. Is exactly it. Yeah. So, I think that's. I, here's one. I want to just mention this. I saw this headline, and I didn't even bother clicking on the the article because it seems so ridiculous and stupid. Jeff Bezos, Amazon. Love that guy. I love what he's created with Amazon. But the headline says, Bezos wants to put trillion humans in space. A trillion humans or just trillion humans? It just says put trillion. That's the headline. Bezos wants to put trillion humans in space. Okay. There's Sweet. seven. There's seven and a half ish billion on the planet. I'm done with that. We would have to multiply the people on the planet by a factor of about twelve or thirteen. It's a lot of people to get a trillion. Yeah, and get them all in space. There's got to be. There's got to be soon. more to that discussion. And like I said, I didn't even bother clicking on the article because um, math doesn't work that way. But anyway. Um, We'll maybe talk about it next week. I'll actually take the time to read the article. But I saw that, like, what that just, like, are people that, anyway, it is Monday. It is the Schmidt Show. I am your host, Brad Schmidt. The other voice you've heard today is the Hig. The, for those that don't know, the Hig is the half Indian guru. Um, he's the guy that makes all of this stuff happen on a technical uh, footing, I guess. There you go. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. And so uh, if it's not for the HIG, this doesn't happen. And if it's not for you listening and downloading, this doesn't happen as well. Another thing that as we we look into the future and would really truly love to expand the Schmidt Show and grow the Schmidt Show, um, it's expensive. We just built the studio um, that cost Noah a few thousand dollars. Um, And so 
If you want to uh, support The Schmidt Show, you can do that on Patreon. Eventually, we're going to probably have to move off of Patreon because they're going to probably kick us off anyway because Patreon doesn't like conservatives. So go support us while you can, and then we'll have to figure out. Maybe we'll get to, we'll have to catch up with Jordan Peterson. You hear about this? Mm-hmm. Jordan Peterson is uh, starting a whatever. It's like a Patreon-type site. But it's going to be based on there's, cryptocurrency. Yeah, there's a there's a number of good ones out there though. We'll talk about that off the air. But I, I've yeah. got some ideas for you if you yeah, want to move so off anyway, of Patreon. If you uh, if you want to support us, go to Patreon, Patreon.com. Look for the Schmidt Show. You'll find it. We would really, really, truly appreciate it because we do want to expand the show. We want to do more than just Monday. We want to uh, to bring you all of the best content. Uh, as often as we possibly can. We have done a few special episodes. We've got a couple episodes. If you look through, if you go to uh, com, you'll see a few special episodes. Uh, one of them we did on Everyday Carry, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Go to that one, leave us a comment, and, and let us know what you think about that and your ideas on Everyday Carry. We think we did a, what was the other special? Oh, I did an interview with a, a presidential candidate. The not, first? Yeah, not sure that it's a serious presidential candidate, but... Uh, Nonetheless, a guy that says he's running for president and wants to uh, to unseat Trump in the primary. So I can't believe that's going to happen. But, hey, more power to him, right? Um, so anyway, go check us out. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all of that stuff. We'll, uh, we'll be happy to uh, interact. More importantly, and probably the best way to get a hold of The Schmidt Show and be involved in The Schmidt Show is go to our Telegram group. And I believe it's just Schmidt Heads. Or is it no? It's just the Schmidt Show. I think it's Schmidt Heads. Yeah, it's, in, in in the Telegram group, it's telegram.theschmidtshow.com. Yep, telegram.theschmidtshow.com, and the Schmidt Heads is the Castle group or yep. the the uh, IRC IRC server. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, thanks again. We will see you all next week. I'm Brad Schmidt. Have a great weekend. Oh, wrong one. This is the one we need. There we go.